happy Valentine's to everyone who's watching today. It's uh, it's really the love month. And I'm entitling me this message, Happy Love Month. In the next four weeks, here in the month of February, we're going to discuss and talk about what God has to say about how we can nourish good relationship with Him and with His people. Oh, I love this topic. We're going to talk about love, but I'd like to specifically talk about love. Ooh, a lot of you are interested about this particular topic. When you think about love, you know what you're thinking of? You're thinking about so many books written about love. You're probably thinking about songs, love songs. And you're probably thinking about poems. And some of you are thinking about, you know, Nicholas Sparks movies, romantic movies, because so many movies talk about love. And love makes the world go round. There are also so many numerous ways people use the word love, you know. Some people use it, I'm head over heels in love with you. Or I'm falling in love with you. By the way, you don't fall in love, you fall in a, in a ditch or in a pit. You don't fall in love, but it's an expression, I, fall, I fell in love. Or it's like magic, I love your smile. Or I love your lips, your eyes. Or some people say, I love chocolate, you know, to emphasize how much they love some things. Or in many songs, love is a many splendored things. Or love is never having to say you're sorry. Even quotable quotes have love in it. There's so many quotes on love. Okay. While all these movies, songs, expressions, they're all good, it really isn't so close to the real meaning of love. So who can really define love? Who has the right to define love? The one who is actually, I believe the one who is actually the inventor of love. Okay, but before we even talk about this and, and dive into this thing, we have to first know some basic truths. Okay? And we can find true meaning, the real definition of love, you know, through the Bible, because the Bible is our manual for life. And the Bible is really a love story of God to mankind. And in it, we can learn from the author of relationship, the author of love, which is God. We also find that there are approximately 898 verses on love alone. Okay? On love alone. My very first point here is this. God is actually love. Okay? God is love. I'm going to say that again. God is love. Love is the very nature of God. Love came from God. In fact, God is love personified. He's the inventor of love. You, you and I, we can feel love because we are created in, in, in the image of God, in the image of love. God created us. When we say created in the image of God, it doesn't necessarily mean we're created in the physical image of God, but in the nature and character of God. And one of his characteristics, he's a God of love. I'm going to read this passage. It says, And so we know and rely on the love God has for us. God is love. Whoever lives in love lives in God and God in them. That's in 1 John 4.16. God is love. Wow. Do you know that when God created the earth, He was thinking of you? Do you know that when He created all the trees and the animals, He created it out of love? God doesn't need to be loved. He doesn't need. He's, he's a very secure person. He's a secure God. He, he's, 
He's affirmed. He doesn't need our acceptance, but we do. And God, out of the overflow of his heart, created us because he had so much love in his heart. He wanted it to, to be shared to someone like him in his own image. That's why he created you and I out of love, not out of spite. Not because he didn't have anything else to do. God created you and I out of the overflow of his love. When you were still not in existence, other, other words, when you were not yet created, you were nothing, you weren't physically existing, you didn't have a spirit, you didn't have a soul, and you didn't have a body. Okay, I'm trying to be very detailed here. In short, you don't have feelings and you don't have love. God created you. By the way, you're not an accident. You're not a mistake. God knew what he was doing. God created you and I because he loved us. Another fact is everything in all creation was created for us. Have you ever wondered why you are capable of loving? Have you ever wondered why a mother can in an instant have love for her child, a newly born child? Why? Because we have the capability to love. How is that possible? Because God made it possible. It is your nature to love. It is our nature to want to be loved. Very important. It's because we're like God. Okay? We love. You can love. You know why you're able to love? We love because He first loved us. You see, you can't give what you don't have. That's my second point. You can only love because He loved you first. Okay? You can only love because He loved you first. The more you realize how much He loves you, the more your cup gets filled with His love. When you realize, bro, sister, everything you have comes from God. You ate this morning, that provision comes from God. Your abilities, your talent, your gifts, your relationships, your mom, your dad, your siblings, they all come from God. Do you acknowledge that all these things came from God? Because He loves you. Do you know that every good thing comes from Him? Everything, your nose, your health, everything. It's God's way of saying, son, I love you. Jay, I love you. Because if you're aware of this, you will feel his love. Sometimes we're so busy, we don't acknowledge God. Sometimes we're so distracted, we don't even know how blessed we are. We count the things we don't have instead of counting the things we have. Is it possible that someone is loving us and yet we don't feel love? Yes. A lot of people don't feel the love of God, even if God's showing it to them. Is it possible that we're not grateful because we're too busy and become disgruntled by this life because of our own doing? What kind of love has the Father shown us? What does it mean for Him to love us? What does love really mean? See, God exemplified His kind of love in this verse. He says, by God, but God demonstrates His own love for us that while you and I were still sinners, Christ died for us. Wow. You know, it's so easy for me to die for my wife or my kids because I love them. They're my children. But for my enemies, for the people who did me wrong, okay, it's hard. See, that's the kind of love that God has. Can you imagine that? Okay. Many times, you know, when we did something good, sometimes we feel that I have to do good things for God to love me. No. Even if you don't read your Bible, go to church, obey. Even if you sin, God still loves you. He loved you while you were sinning. 
He loved you when we were doing stupid stuff. This is the God kind of love, which brings me to my next point. He loved us not because of, but in spite of. It's called unconditional love. No conditions. I love you, period. That's the kind of love that God shows to mankind. He showed his love by dying for our sins. Imagine, can you die for somebody who offended you, who even killed you? God did that. This is the kind of love that is selfless. He didn't do it for himself, but for you and I. Are you willing to die for your loved ones? Can you die for somebody who offended you? You know, I used to remember my wife when I tell her, honey, you know what? I love you so much. I'm willing to take a bullet for you any time of the day because I love you. I'll die for you. You know what she said? Honey, before you take a bullet for me, can you just take the trash out for me twice a week? <laughs> you know, sometimes it's easier to die than just to, than to serve, right? Can you spend more time with the children? Okay, before you take a bullet for me, can you date me once in a while? Before you die for me, can you live for me? See, dying to yourself is true love. It's a kind of love that is selfless. Selfish love. Selfish love is called lust. Lust can't wait. It's not love. Love is always centered towards others and not self. This is the reason God said that in the, the second greatest commandment of all, he says, and this, the second is like it, love your neighbor as yourself. Oh, God knew how much we love ourselves. I love me, myself, and I. Imagine if I can love others the way I love myself. <laughs> We're selfish people, right? In another verse, it says, so in everything, do to others what you have them do to you, for this sums up the law and the prophets. God already knew. That's why he created this, do to others what you want them to do to you. Because he knows how much we love ourselves. God's trying to take the selfishness out of all of us by becoming others-oriented, by thinking and considering the needs and wants of others above ourselves. In John 15, 3, it says, there's no greater love than to lay down one's life for one's friend. Man, wow. Wow, you lay down your life. You don't think of yourself. You know, in the States and probably different parts of the world, the divorce rate is like over 50%. And in my, you know, I've been pastoring and I, I noticed that most of the time, the reason why they separate is not because, because they hated each other's gut, but really because they didn't love it. They were just selfish because they were thinking of themselves. Have you heard the phrase, oh, you know, pastor, I fell out of love. I don't, or they say, I don't feel it anymore. What? What are you trying to tell me? You, you left your husband, your wife, because you don't feel it? You know, feelings are the most unreliable. I've been married for 34 years. And there are days I, she doesn't feel it, or I don't feel it. It's not about feeling. It's about thinking of her needs, not thinking of how I feel. That's total selfishness. This is the key to relationship, that we love others the way Christ loved the church. To be selfless, he died for you. Can you die for your family? Can you not think of yourself for once? Which brings me to my last point. If you really, really want to feel love and to be able to give love, love God first. The starting point in any healthy relationship is a healthy relationship with God. You see, my kids know that 
they're number three in my life. They're not number one. They're number three. My wife knows she's number two. She's not my number one. My wife knows my number one relationship and the love of my life is God. And because my wife knows that, she feels secure. And because my kids know that I love their mom first before them, they feel secure. See, the best gift you can give to your children is a healthy marriage. If they know that mama and papa loves each other, they feel secure. See, God is a God of order. And if the, the order of love is followed, things will fall into place. So who do you love first? Love God first. You know, I've been married for 34 years. and I've been faithful. I'm proud to say that. And that's because I'm amazing or good. I'm not. But because I learned to love God first. And that's why I, when I love God and I want to please Him, I obey Him. I follow Him. And he's, He tells me, take care of your wife. Be faithful to your wife. See, if we can't even have a healthy relationship with our Creator, how can we have a healthy relationship with the created things? Does that make sense? If our priorities are all messed up, if God's not the first in our lives, we'll have a hard time with all other priorities and all other relationships. Even the Pharisees tested Jesus by asking him, Teacher, which is the greatest commandment in the law? And Jesus replied, Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is like it. Love your neighbors yourself. So how do you have a healthy relationship with others? Love God first. Love is the key to any relationship. Happy Valentine's to each one of you. I hope we learn to love God. I hope you're going to have an exciting love month that you will have time to say, tell your mom and your dad how much you love them. Tell your wife, your husband, how much you love him or her. Tell your kids. Tell the people around you. Do everything in love. Do everything because love is pleasing to God.